All right, so welcome to another Creative Spin podcast, uh, the podcast that brings you a weekly view on real life experiences by business owners, by people, by life. We try to keep these conversations uh, really light, really cool, and uh, really creative as much as we can. Today we have with us Frank Bento. He's the owner of Molisero Restaurant here in Toronto, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about creative food. Why not? A little bit? No? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's do it. And before we start the questions and answers, uh, we just got to say that uh, today's uh, show is brought to you by uh, Creative 7, a digital and social media design studio catering to all your design needs. Creative 7 is is the uh, one-stop shop for branding, marketing, uh, social media, video, podcasting. We do everything. Yes, Creative 7 is our mother company. Uh, the one that started all of this stuff uh, about 14 years ago and um, and is the, is the one responsible to getting all of this ready, the podcast, the video cast, and all this kind of stuff. So let's jump in to the questions. Frank, thank you for, for visiting us. Hey, no problem. Yeah, fun fact, uh, we actually tried to do a uh, podcast before, yep. and then uh, there was uh, there was a lot of stuff going on that day, and it was interesting. It Just was, didn't work out. Do, yeah, no, do, do we say that was technical issues? Or? Uh, or technical my, people, my, dog issues, we dog. had a dog issue as well yeah. going on. My so, fridge really wanted to be part of the conversation. Yeah, so mm. we tried we tried to do this at uh, at uh, Frank's location, and it didn't, didn't quite work out. It's a restaurant. And granted, these things, you know. So you can't have silence in the restaurant. No, no, so we can't. It is what it is. Okay. Um, so today, we finally, after a few months, we, we got you back. And, uh, and you know, we're going to continue that conversation. And, uh, and I'm going to start by, by asking you, you know, what, in your opinion, obviously, um, what, what have been some of the challenges of being in this business of the restaurant business? Biggest like, one, time hmm. management. <laughs> funny we tackled uh, that one on, on one of our pad- podcasts yeah like um you'd be really surprised how fast things eat up all your time and how hard it is to find time to do anything else and even the whole work-life balance uh mm-hmm. trying to maintain your personal life and feeling that you just have to focus everything on the business and trying to get everything done everything you want to get done and then every little thing even though something might delay you on your day for 10 minutes, but it delays your entire plan by weeks. Do you schedule your daily chores? Like the things that you have to do on a I, day-to-day basis? Mm, yes and no. There's like a, I'm gonna say like a basic skeleton about basic job roles. and an overall or, view. Yeah, right? there's a basic like list of responsibilities and I think done in the morning. You know, you walk in, clean the bathrooms, broom the floor, mop the floors, kitchen prep. You're da, touching da, da, da. In, the, in an interesting point. A lot of times people think that, you know, just because you're the owner of a business, you don't do anything else, don't do anything else <laughs> other than I walk around a lot and of toilets. boss people around, right? <laughs> yep. But, you know, it's like you're saying, we have to take care of the cleaning part. We have to take, you know, when, when it's a small company, you need to take care of everything. Um, but you've, You've been used to doing this even before you owned the restaurant because your parents also had a restaurant, right? Yeah. So, like, I grew up in the business. Uh, it's stuff that I'm used to. I want to say it's not something that, like, shocked me that I had to do. You know, it's not like, it's like you said, I'm the owner. It's not like I walked in and be like, I have to clean the bathrooms? No. <laughs> so, it's like, uh, and then even, I'm going to say second nature. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, that's kind of why I follow, like, this skeleton structure of daily tasks. Like, 
Um, so I walk into work and I know of the basic stuff that needs to get done. And then I'll be honest, some of the other stuff I get done doesn't really get scheduled. It's wherever I can find time to get whatever done. And then yeah. I have to prioritize uh, certain tasks based on whatever time I can find. So if I got 30 minutes over here, I probably have a mental list of certain tasks that take me 30 minutes. I have a mental list of certain tasks that takes me more than an hour. And then I'll just try to fit whatever I can get. Uh, I should probably sit down and schedule it better. But um, <laughs> the restaurant industry, especially in the situation that I'm in where I have to be the boss and I also have to be a server and I also have to be a cook. Oh, I man, can't. That wears there's a no, lot of hats, this one. <laughs> there's, there's no consistency in my schedule for me to sit down and be like. And then all the other surprises that come up, right? It's yeah, not, yeah. It's like not some, like what you, you have just scheduled, but then all of a sudden this guy comes in and says, I want to have a party or I want to do this. Yeah. or So I got to drop whatever I'm doing to kind of yeah. give the information. Or even sometimes Jamie walks in, Frank, I'm here for our meeting. Oh, that's today. <laughs> yeah, we're here to record some stuff. Uh, really? Okay. <laughs> all right. Let me, uh, yeah, I'm all ready for it. Give me two seconds. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. But it's interesting that you say that you, you know, one day you, you're the chef, the other day you're the waiter, whatever. Uh, how important is it for? For, in your case, for the business owner to actually know all the aspects of the business. Oh, man, it's probably the most important thing. Because mm -hmm. when something is not getting done and when a need arises, you're the, you're, you're the first person on the list that yeah. needs to mm -hmm. fill in that spot. And um, I always say that, that business owners have to, have to know how to do a little bit of everything just in case something happens. Yeah, right? and it's not even so much about getting job roles done. Um, for example, because I'm sole proprietor and I got to do, quote unquote, do everything, I need to know a little bit of everything. So it makes it easier for me to make judgment calls. Sometimes I'm in a situation where I don't got 10 minutes to go talk to somebody in the kitchen. I don't have 10 minutes to go figure something out. I'm in a moment, I need to make a decision. I need mm -hmm. to know enough about what's going on in my back of house to make a decision that's not going to uh, affect, affect everybody else. in a yeah. negative way or yeah. at least yeah. make the best decision I can make in that moment. So I kind of need to know how things are working or have some sort of thought process on how things should be working where mm -hmm. I can make that decision without. But, but do you find that you're, you're um, evolving in terms of, of finding, you know, these little micro solutions that will, will help you in the macro of the business, right? Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, <the> ringer. <laughs> but the, um, what I'm saying is, so throughout these, these last couple of years now that you've been, you know, you've been testing the grounds as well, right? Because yep. you've got, you know, uh, different people working with you and different situations have come up and you've learned with that. Have you seen an increase in, in like uh, your schedule being now more organized or you can actually uh, schedule and, and just take care of things a little bit better or you still feel like everything is still a surprise almost every day no everything's still a surprise uh speaking about like organizational of like tasks and things like uh one of the lessons i had to learn on maybe on a personal level is how to delegate more mm -hmm. um finding people to trust is always the hardest part yeah. but you can you can trust a large amount of people with certain tasks there's a lot of new main things that I've done. Interesting. Why is it so hard to delegate? This seems to be a common factor mm. in business owners. Yes, no, and I have the perfect, well, I guess, quote unquote, perfect answer is because it's hard to delegate because everybody has a different thought process. Mm -hmm. I can be in a situation where maybe my head chef is in the same situation. We'll come to different conclusions. And then I can be give him the autonomy or trust him enough to make his own conclusion. But then 
even on a personal level and then separating emotions from business is also very difficult. But the conclusion and the decision he might have come to, I don't agree with on maybe more than one level, on maybe on an emotional level, on maybe on a professional level. Yeah. So then it, that would affect me and... And I think it really comes down to that. It's, so it's, that's we, why you can't We have trust. our own expectations and, and it's hard for us to pass on that those expectations to somebody else mm-hmm. because our thought process is different. And I think I struggle with that all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Now, as I'm getting older and more gray hair, I'm, I'm realizing, you know what, I might not need to have the design done at 100% the way I like it. It can be at 80% the way I like it. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just not the way I personally like it. And I think it's giving a, that little bit of a freedom away. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Mm. Like, and, um, no, no, that's, that's kind of exactly it. Like, uh, I want to know, because of that fear is like, when I am not on location or I'm not on site, for What's example, if happen? I'm on vacation or whatever, I'm like, are the decisions made within the guidelines that I set? Are the decisions made? They might not be, for example, like you said, maybe it's 80% to what I might have done. Mm-hmm. But what's always in the back of my head is, was it good enough for my customer? Yeah, that's true too. You know what I mean? It's just like, did the decision my head chef made when I was there or did the decision that my front manager made when I wasn't there, How did, what, what was my customer's reaction to mm-hmm. that decision? And that's something I might not know until two or three days until I get a review online or until I get an email or until I get a phone call. And I'm not saying it might be a negative thing, but I, I didn't know if it went positive. Well, sometimes there's there's those uh, pleasant surprises, yeah, right? Yeah, right. In which, but that's the thing. Know, like, you, I don't know which way it went. Yeah. Because if, if it was a positive thing, that might be something I would like to know, because that could be a thought process I can but, apply. But, to but, isn't, that, but yeah. isn't that funny though? Like you'll you'll probably get a negative reaction instantly. Like people yeah. will talk bad about it right away but if it's something good i guess people are just expecting that well, to it, be that way well, so they, yeah. they won't say anything but you as a business owner you would love to hear that because you know you want to know if if your chef made the right decision if if your server did because, the right thing right yeah because yeah, it's just like i'm not always going to make the right decisions and you're and not if, always and, there to see it yeah, too right? so if i'm not there a decision was made I don't know if it went right or wrong but if it went right i would have liked to know because maybe it's like oh you know what i would have done the other way but if the customer liked that way, then I'm going to do it that way yeah. instead of my way. Exactly. So you basically uh, you correct, know, correct the way you're yeah, doing Yeah, like it. I'm not saying that my employees will not think correctly, mm-hmm. but I'm also saying that I can also learn. Exactly. Yeah, it's all a learning process. Now, uh, when it comes to, um, to, the, to the food and the dishes and preparing all that stuff, uh, this is where I think the, the creative side comes in and you guys, you know, um, you need to come up with, with, uh, with dishes that, that are pleasant. Well, they need to really taste good and then they have to look good. All of this process of coming up with, with a dish or revamping a dish that we know, uh, your restaurant is, is very much based on the Portuguese cuisine. Um, you know, those plates have been around for a long time. Uh, what are you guys doing to try to kind of revamp the whole situation? Do you guys sit down? Do you have meetings about it? Do you try new things? Do like talk about the process? Uh, well, I guess for us, mostly the way is we still stay rooted in traditional culinary practices for Portuguese kitchen. Um, the t- we do some sort of modern twist, but what makes me different compared to other Portuguese restaurants is 
I am of the opinion a lot of other Portuguese restaurants stay closed within our community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I may be one of very few restaurants that branch out into a very general community. Canadian per, com community. Like, mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. Just, I kind of yeah. go for everybody, you know, like um, I'm a little bit more involved in Instagram and Facebook and the social media aspect. Yeah. I do have some sort of uh, advertisements in within my community because, again, everybody's welcome there. Yeah, of uh, But uh, I do feel like what my difference is is not so much trying to change the culinary landscape of Portuguese cuisine, but it's just really introducing people to Portuguese cuisine because, like, um, no one talks about Portuguese food. Like, oh, let's go out and get some Chinese food. Let's go out and get mm. sushi. Let's go yeah. out and do this. Even though Portugal now seems to be the destination, right? Everybody wants to go to Portugal. Do you feel almost the responsibility to bring a, a taste of Portugal to Toronto? Yes, no, like, no, you see I it do. that way, yeah. No, no, just because like I've been in my family's own like a little Portuguese takeout shop, and countless times we've had people come to our place and have maybe uh, the leitão, which is like the whole roasted piglet, and mm -hmm. eat it and be like, oh, is this what this is supposed to taste like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. just like yeah. So it's like I uh, I do feel a little bit responsible to like yeah. that's why. Even though some of my dishes look a little modern, the base the recipe is, is, is very traditional. Yeah. It's very authentic. It's like, this is what you will have back home. It'll so, probably be dressed a little different. But What is one of like the most popular ones you find people? Uh, well, my most popular dishes are the ones that we haven't changed at all. They're the ones mm. that are strictly traditional. Like um, we do the grilled cod. Uh, we do a grilled octopus. The polvo alegreiro. That's my best seller. Uh, oh, our house steak, delicious. the beef a casa <laughs> with just the fried egg. And those have not have not changed. I have no, yeah. those have not changed. We have no plans on changing those. Those are still my top sellers on a week by week basis because it's like I said, like mm -hmm. most people come to a Portuguese restaurant. You they want come the traditional, right? For the traditional. Uh, when I first opened, I really tried to be a modern take on Portuguese cuisine, and I did not have success going down that <clears throat> going down that route. So I yeah. found more success sticking to my guns and being more traditional and so you're almost like an true. ambassador for Portugal here in Toronto, right? Yeah, so yeah. Just when it know, comes for, to food, yeah, for, for my generation. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So with all of these, how long have you been open now? Uh, uh, two years and eight months. Oh, no, wow. wow, time does fly. Um, since then, what would you say would be the greatest lesson you've learned, like since the day you opened the oh, door? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> get you thinking a That's little bit here <laughs> too bad we don't have a little uh you know a bit talk here to to eat no, and uh, while we wait <laughs> yeah like um and being especially being put on the spot now trying to like sift through everything in the back of my okay, head okay you know um that's that's okay. We, me and Anna, we can still keep yeah, on talking. So how's your day, Ben? Yeah, you know, well, awesome. Well, <laughs> it's all key. Talking it's all about good. all this food, I feel like a polvo alegreiro now because <laughs> no, I do love it. Yeah. Um, well, well, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about that. I'll, I know that you can, you know, just <laughs> put that in the back of your food. mind, and we're gonna start talking about other stuff. Uh, you touched a little bit on on how you're uh, presenting your your restaurant in in terms of advertising for it and all of that. What do you think about the integration of social media? And of course, I had to grab this question because yes. Hey. Uh, but what do you? What There's do you always think? an agenda. There's <laughs> always an agenda. Always. Uh, what do you think of it? Like, do you think that um, uh, for your kind of business, so the restaurant business, do you think social media is good, bad? Okay, well, give me your thoughts. Let All right, know. no, it's excellent. And it goes back to that whole thing about decisions my employees made or the feedback concept. Like when you post 
because Jamie handles my Instagram account. So <laughs> when you post my posts and I see people commenting and I see the likes coming in, uh, maybe not so much about the likes, but at mm. least when people will take time out of their day to actually write something and comment on a picture, I can get that instant feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, versus traditional media where people watch my commercials, but unless they're actually coming into my restaurant and telling me, oh, I seen you on the commercial, I you seen your commercial. No yeah. I have no idea, right? But it's not like it doesn't completely work, but now being on Instagram and that post going up and in 30 minutes, I got a few comments and people be like, oh, that looks good or mm. da, 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 da. I can instantly adjust. And the versatility of, of being able to showcase yeah, a lot still more is probably because the I think when it comes to traditional, and I always feel like I'm banging on traditional media, and I probably am. But, uh, you know, instead of having just one image pop up, like you have one commercial done and you're running it for 30 days, you're going to have, you know, a post every day with a different plate, a different angle, a different suggestion, a different thing. So in that sense, it, it's, it helps you, right? Yeah, it's adaptive. Yeah. So are, are you ready to go back to the other question now? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm giving um, you enough time. All right, so it's like, um, no, 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 but for what? Lesson. Biggest lesson. Biggest lesson like for me. It's just like, uh, and, it, and it's probably not even too much business related because like, um, I, like even just to, to give you the most honest answer is I was very much an introvert well, when I opened this place. I would so, say so. Yeah, so my biggest <laughs> lesson from this business was growing as a person and being able to deal like, I'm going to use the word deal with people mm -hmm. and interacting with people and how to uh, balance people's emotions and feelings. And and always trying to be in that middle point, even though, yeah. you know, sometimes it's hard. We all know how, you know. Yeah. And like, uh, well, because it's like you said, in lessons, like being a boss is hard. And I'll be honest, it's not the work. It's not the 16 hour days that kill me. It's sitting down and it's talking people. to my staff, it's dealing with to my people, customers, dealing with clients and, and you know, staff. treading very carefully. Um watching people's like watching people's emotions you know you're you're not there to be a bad guy sometimes people take it wrong yeah and then but you still need to stay truthful to yourself yeah, yeah. right like, and, you, and you that is the big be, lesson yeah, you, yeah you need that backbone yeah right and it's uh and that was a backbone that i had to develop uh yeah that was that was my biggest lesson it's just kind of growing as a person and yeah learning how to it's like you said standing firm for your own business mm -hmm. You know, like I have a vision. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have to say, since since I've uh, been interacting with you in the last couple of years, you, you've definitely changed in that aspect. Uh, and and Anna, Anna can go even further. That's why back. I said I would say so. <laughs> so, fun fact for the viewers and the listeners is that Anna was Frank's teacher when back he in was high in grade school. nine. <laughs> when, when you, oh my gosh! My first year as a teacher. Your first year yeah. as a teacher. Jeez. Wow, my wow. first year of school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we were uh, both learning. See. There you go. Okay, so you uh, you say that he was uh, he was a quiet, quiet student, yeah, okay. sitting at the front, which is very unusual for boys. They usually sit at the back, oh, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, Frank and I forget let's there was another one. If I'm not mistaken, dirt. they used to sit at the front. Um, but, and I'm not saying this because you're here, but you were always like that one student that was always there and ready. You could tell sometimes he was bored, which is normal. Oh. <laughs> but, it's cool. Well, it's but, what are you going to do, right? Like, I, I had one of those fathers, right? So, but. <laughs> <laughs> but not always, but no, that, that's the thing. Like you were, you were quiet, um, but a good student. So I'm not surprised that you're in business now. Frank, <laughs> is there any message that you want to leave, uh, the audience with? 
Yeah, you all, everybody needs to have their own business. Um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Say that again. Good one, everybody good one. <laughs> needs to start their own business. Um, Why? Because it's what's going to make you learn the fastest. And it's what's going to give you the best life lessons. And it's no matter when I went into business and everybody always told me, oh, it's going to be hard this, it's going to be hard that. No matter what verbal warning people told me, it doesn't prepare you for the actual experience. No, it doesn't. Um, the stress of the finances, the stress of making sure everything's done properly and on time, and the stress of making sure things are going to go fine the next day and that you're going to open your doors the next day. And that, for me, is what's going to prepare you for life, actual life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Not, I 100% agree with Not going that. to work for somebody else. Not going in, doing your job, walking out, and enjoying the rest of your life. Because yeah. the business side of things, people... I'm are, not saying that no one's job is easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 for sure. But I, I, I 100% get you. I mean, I've been in business now for almost 15 years. Um, and a lot of times I think that the, the general consensus is that, you know, you open a restaurant and they only see that side the front side of the restaurant when they look at people walking around serving they don't understand the whole thing w that you were just saying like the economics all the budgeting all of the people issues and i think yeah it does it does really help you in life i i feel the same way i've i'm a totally different person than i was oh absolutely from when i started the business to who i am today and and yeah i think everybody should try it should at least try it to at least say that, you know what, it's hard. It's it is because it, it's a different sense of responsibility. Like I feel prepared now to have a family. Yeah. If I, when it I allows you down. to grow as an individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, and because oh. you translate a lot of the, those experience directly into to your life. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about money, uh, the money side of the business, well, guess what? You put that into the into your personal life as well. And then you can organize your life. Right. It helps you in every single aspect. Yeah. And it's just um, you know, you learn the fastest when you struggle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, it always you always reflect back to going back to school in high school and always complaining about doing homework. Yeah. And everyone says the same thing. Oh, what I'd give to go back to school. And a lot of times it is pointless, that homework. Right. But it, it uh, no, you know, no, it is. But don't look at me that way. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, but, no, no, no. But I it kind of teaches you a lesson, too. And one of them is to really stay on task, even if it's not the most pleasant yeah. thing to do. Right. And so yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> the discipline. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is discipline. And especially when you own your own business, you know, you can never falter. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I've had some days where it's a Saturday night, and I told my staff, I can't work anymore. There's, there's one night I made a mistake. It's always like that. There's one night I made like a mistake that, yeah. on every table. I was, I was messing up the kitchen. I was messing up my staff. I literally told my guys, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, my day today has been uh, kind of like Similar. that. But we're, ch we're changing it around. That's the other thing you learn <laughs> right. how to do quickly is, you know, you learn how to, okay, face the problem, ch change it around, and just go in a different direction. Yeah. You also appreciate your, your humanity more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, Frank, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. We didn't get interrupted by any fridge, dog, or or uh, actually, we had a couple of couriers there at that day as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Stuff, yeah. Uh, so we didn't get interrupted by <laughs> hey, any when it one rains of those. <laughs> None of those issues today. So thank you for being here. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep on going to Molicero and having those tasty mm -mm -mm lunches and dinners. Uh, keep up the good work, and we'll catch you on the next one. Oh no, thanks a lot. Pleasure to be here, guys. Yeah.